Welcome to Widowed But Not Alone with Todd Bessie of Credom Wealth Partners, the podcast designed to help people who have lost a partner and those people who support them. We will share stories and resources that will help support your needs, address your financial concerns, and guide you to believe in your future. Now, on to the show. When a widow is ready to make financial decisions following the loss of their spouse, they will often reach out to their personal circle of professional advisors for guidance. That group is usually led by the financial planner, who then helps the widow coordinate and implement the recommendations offered by the other professionals including the attorney, tax accountant, banker, mortgage planner, and insurance specialist. Your insurance specialist may have helped you settle a life insurance death benefit claim early in this process. They can also be the one to advise you at this critical time in in evaluating all of your other insurance coverages in place and those coverages you might consider going forward. Today, I'm joined by David Albanese. Dave has been an independent insurance agent with NICE Insurance for 13 years. He specializes in the areas of auto, home, and health insurance. When working with clients, Dave likes to take a consultative approach, explaining the cost and benefits of various coverage levels. In his free time, he's a bit of a sports fan and loves traveling to visit his 13 nieces and nephews. Dave, welcome to the Widowed But Not Alone podcast. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy to have you this morning. So Dave, you know, some of our Widow listeners and their support team may be familiar with the general concept of insurance coverages, but most are likely novices uh, when it comes to this topic area. So can you take a few minutes to explain what property and casualty insurance is and the types of coverage that most people either have or might need? Okay. Yeah, sure. So property would be just like it sounds. It would be like your home, your autos, your personal belongings. Those things would all fall under your property category. Casualty would be the liability portion of your insurance. So that would be like the liability on your auto insurance, the liability on your homeowner's policy, or something like an umbrella policy that you could have that answers your question. Yeah. So, And then outside of that, what other types of coverages might fall under there? You could... Think of things like boats, ATVs, maybe you have an investment property. Some people will have specialty items that they want to cover, like jewelry or sports memorabilia, maybe stamp collections. Uh, those are all things that you want to make sure that they're covered, especially if they're of higher value. So, Got it. Got it. Okay. So, all right. So you went through kind of a list of things there. So why don't you go back to talking about homeowners insurance and maybe just to to kind of lay this out how does homeowners insurance work and you know what are some of the things that the widow listeners that we have might need to think about here as they're going through a transition and then starting to evaluate the different types of insurance coverage they have in place yeah one of the first things that I would like if you're looking at your homeowners insurance I would look at the replacement cost for your house That's really important, especially as I'm sure you know, and everybody else knows, construction costs have gone through the roof. And so that also means reconstruction costs are also through the roof. So uh, you can have a a simple conversation with your agent, especially maybe you've updated, you've updated your kitchen, you've updated the basement, you've, you finished the basement and all those things add value. So if there is a total loss, you want to make sure that you're covered for it. So one of the things is, is evaluating your replacement cost. And then some other items that come into play that people 
just don't know that it's not covered under a standard home policy would be something like water backup. Uh, Water backup is if your sewer, the sump pump fails, maybe you have a storm or something like that. The power goes out, your sump pump fails and the battery backup just can't keep up and you have water in your basement. That's a pain in the butt. And so most people don't. Yeah. I think that's something that we've all at some point in our lives we've experienced, right? And it's kind of the worst thing is you see the storm coming and you race to the basement and go, oh my God, is my sump pump still working? Right. And you're like, and you see the water getting higher and higher and you're like, oh no. And and that can be a costly, a costly fix and repair, especially if you've done a nicer uh, renovation to your basement. So making sure that you have that coverage is really important. And there's also some newer cover- coverages that are coming out that can protect you from some unknown additional costs that you might have if there's a loss. For example, let's say you have uh, hail damage to your siding. The insurance company says, all right, we're going to fix the two sides of your house, but the other two sides were not damaged because the hail came in at an angle because of wind. So you have, you go to try to get those other two sides replaced, but they don't have the matching side anymore. So you're basically stuck trying to pay for other two sides to match the two sides that you just got replaced that were damaged in the storm. You can add an endorsement, which is called roofing and siding restoration, that will give you an additional amount to cover those undamaged portion of the house. So that's a really, really solid coverage. And I would say probably one of the more popular ones now, and it's also something that's it's offered through your like NICOR or your gas company, but it's actually cheaper to add it to your homeowner's policy. It's called service line coverage. And are you familiar with that or? Yeah. Why don't you walk through that for us? Okay. So let's say you have piping like sewage drainage that is running from your house to the city. That underground piping is not covered by your homeowner's insurance policy on a like any standard coverage, but you can add this endorsement to cover that. So let's say a, a tree root kind of grows and throws off your sewer line and You've got this backup now. You got sewer sewage coming into the house or whatever. That that can be a huge expense. I've had clients where before this coverage even came out, it's a seven to ten thousand dollar. They got to come out. They got to dig up the ground. They got to relay all the piping, and and it's just a huge cost for the homeowner. And it's a simple thirty to fifty dollar endorsement a year that someone could add to their home policy and really protect them from a, a bigger financial loss. So that when you think of the type of homeowner where that might most commonly affect, what type of a property do you think is something that might be more likely to have a problem with what you just discussed and might and be more important to have that coverage? Yeah, it's probably more in older homes just because the settling of the ground is, is more likely to cause some sort of crack in the piping or maybe that your pipes are just old like the PVC type that you, you see in the newer homes. So that would probably be one one situation where I would be like, I would definitely want to have it, especially if my home is more than 20 or 30 years old. And when you think about, because obviously we've got listeners that are all over the country, right? So we're in the Midwest, but you know, you could be somebody on the West Coast, down in the South that are, they're dealing with exposures to different types of climates and weather and things. Mm-hmm. So for most people, I mean, when you think about general homeowners insurance, what are some of the other endorsements people might need to have depending on where they live or things that they might want to really consider adding just to make sure they have their coverage buttoned up pretty well? Sure. So- one of the things, just make sure that you have personal property replacement cost. Maybe your agent wanted to get your business and he tried to 
short sell you and, and just get you in with a cheaper price. And he sold you actual cash value for your, you know, your personal belongings. You don't want that. You want to be able to replace your belongings if you have a loss. You don't want to be getting half the value of your items or the depreciated value of the items if there's a loss. The other things you want to make sure that you have or just check on your policy is do you have actual cash value on your roof or is it replacement costs on your roof? Because a lot of companies, once your roof hits a certain age, they will transition your policy, your coverage from replacement costs, which basically means if you have a, a hail claim or a wind claim on your roof, you're going to get it replaced versus a depreciated value if you're on actual cash value. Other parts of the country, in California, you want to make sure that you have like wildfire coverage, obviously earthquake coverage. If you're on a coast or something like that, you want to make sure, especially the East Coast, hurricane coverage and, and wind coverage for those. And then replacement cost on your house overall. That can be extended replacement cost that will add another typically 25 or 50% of your dwelling coverage in case there's some unforeseen cost in rebuilding your house. Or you can get some companies will offer what's just called guaranteed replacement cost. Gotcha. Okay. So let why don't we transition and talk a little bit more about Auto coverages. I, sure. I think that's something that, you know, when, you know, one of our listeners, Alito, who has lost a spouse and they're evaluating these things, most people, if there's two, you know, husband and wife in the household, you know, they've had two cars. Sometimes maybe they have more different vehicles for different purposes. So this is a time where someone might be considering, do I keep all the vehicles? Do I sell one or more? So maybe, you know, could you walk through? things to consider relative to automobile insurance. And then if we're making a decision, let's say to reduce the number of vehicles, what the impact of my, that might be on our coverage and our premiums. Sure. Um, so let me let you chat about that for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So with the death of a spouse, you can, you're often looking to maybe get rid of a vehicle. And sometimes when you do get rid of that vehicle from your policy, you're expecting a large decrease in premium and it often doesn't drop as much as you might expect. What happens is you lose the multi-car discount. And so when you, when that happens, you might see, let's say you're paying 1500 bucks a year, you expect it to go to 750, but only goes down to 950. And part of that reason is the multi-car discount. So what, one of the things that I would, if you're not in a, if you don't need to sell the vehicle, it might be be wise to keep it around just as a second car for people come to visit, or maybe this car has better gas mileage and you want to keep it around to drive it during the summer. But there's certain things that you can do. Maybe you're only going to use this vehicle during the summer and you cover it for full coverage and like liability during the summer, but then you put it in storage during the winter. And those are some things that you can do um, to re reduce the cost of your auto insurance. But yeah, often it's people look at it as um, that shock that they get when they're like, oh, I thought my insurance was going to go down a ton by removing this vehicle, but really it, it's not going to be that much as, as they expect. So Dave, what if, you know, if, what if someone holds onto their vehicles for a long period of time and they're 10 plus years old, they have lots of mileage on them. You know, when you're working with a client to evaluate coverages, what advice might you give somebody as it relates to how to cover an older vehicle? And let's say it's not a collectible. Okay. Sure. But, you know, you just, you're just used to owning vehicles for a long period of time. You take care of them. And now you've got something that's got 7,500,000 5, or more miles on it. That's still a great vehicle that you want to keep, but how do you evaluate what to do with the coverage on that vehicle? And maybe in a, in a fashion such that somebody might think, how do I save on my premiums? 
Sure. Yeah. As a, obviously, as a vehicle gets older, the value of it goes down, and so you can evaluate looking at either increasing your deductibles or com- removing comprehensive and collision coverage. Comprehensive is your, you know, you hit an animal, the vehicle is stolen. There's some sort of we call them acts of God, like rain, hail, something like that. That would be like your comprehensive coverage. And then collision would be if you're either in an at-fault accident, that would be the deductible that you would pay to get your vehicle repaired. Or let someone does a hit and run in the parking lot. We've all known someone or had it happen to ourselves. We're in the parking lot, someone hits and dings our bumper and they drive off and they don't leave it. But that's what like your collision deductible would be for. And you can do a quick evaluation. You can kind of just look at your policy and see what the cost is for the comp and collision over the course of a year and say, kind of make a, a determination on like, all right, my car's worth four grand if it was a total loss. I'm getting a new car. I'm not keeping this one. And then I think at that point, you make the decision to take off the full coverage. Got it. Okay. So now now we've talked about homeowners insurance and auto insurance. There's another kind of coverage that that comes up frequently, and that's the idea of liability coverage or umbrella coverage. Can you talk about that, what it's for, and how it relates to the other coverages? Sure. So your umbrella basically ask acts as an umbrella going over your home and your auto insurance liability. So you, on, on your home policy, you typically have liability of at least 300 or 500,000. And then you'd have, if you purchased an umbrella, typically those start at a million dollars and you would have an additional layer of protection of a million dollars on top of that underlying limit. The scenario probably most likely that you would have a claim that might go over your homeowner standard liability would be if you have a pool. If you have a pool and someone drowns, that can be a unfortunately like a huge issue, but it, it does happen. Someone sneaks in or someone is playing and a kid drowns and that would be the worst case scenario. But that there, there's a reason why umbrellas aren't super expensive. You're starting around 150 to 200 bucks a year. So it's really worth it to have it. On the auto insurance side, that's probably more likely where you would have a situation where your umbrella might pay out. So I know in Illinois, in order to have an umbrella, you need 250000 500000 in liability limits. And what that means is 250000 in liability per person, 500000 total per accident. So that would be the limit of bodily injury. And then if you had an umbrella, you'd have a million dollars on top of that. So potentially the insurance company would pay up to 1.25 million or 1.5 million, depending on how many people were involved in the accident. So when we think about people that that is really important for, it would be people that from a financial perspective, if your financial situation is somewhat strong and you're worried about litigation because you're in an accident or there's an accident at your home, that someone that has some financial wherewithal likely is going to want to have an umbrella with those limits or possibly even higher to protect their financial assets in the event they're involved in some litigation, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's a pretty small premium to pay to protect your assets that you've worked so hard to build up. You try to grow their assets. My job is to protect them and make sure that no one else is able to take those from them. So as your as your wealth grows, especially if you've got a net worth of over 500,000, I would at a minimum have a million dollar umbrella. And as that grows, I would consider bumping that up to 2 million. 
you know, and if you're you're really wealthy, you're gonna get into the levels of five million, ten million, just depends on what sort of money that you have. But most people should probably have an umbrella, especially in this environment that we're in. We're seeing cost of cars go up exponentially. If there's a multi-car accident, that underlying limit can be used up really quickly. That's 250,000. So I'd I'd really recommend people at least have a million dollar umbrella for protection. So Dave, for maybe the last kind of topic to cover here today, we talked about it briefly earlier, is is some of these specialty items you might add to your coverages, right? So you talked about jewelry, maybe art, antiques. Why would someone want to add that to their policy and how do they do it? Sure. So your standard home policy has sublimits for jewelry. They've got sublimits for cash. They've got sublimits for an- antiques, maybe fine art. And uh, so if there was a loss to those items, the insurance company would pay a max of maybe 1000 or 5000 depending on what your policy read. So you can, it's called scheduling those items. And basically you're going to need some sort of an appraisal from an accredited appraiser that has a value for the item. And then you can typically add that to your homeowner's insurance policy, or you can actually do some companies actually just do a separate scheduled property rider that you can purchase. And those prices vary, but for jewelry, it's not too expensive. It's about 10 to 12 bucks per thousand in value. A $10,000 ring, you're looking at about a hundred bucks a year. But those are items that typically are not covered. Some people might assume that they are, but you need to really understand and look at your policy and be like, okay, I need to, I need to cover this jewelry. I need to, these antiques that, that I have, I need to cover those. Cause if they, if I lost it, I'd be devastated. And so it's important to have those coverage. Some other things, if you live in a, we kind of talked about this yesterday, but if you live in a golf cart community, you want to make sure that your golf cart is the is not covered under your standard home policy. The liability might be, but the the physical damage or what we call comp and collision is not covered. And so if someone stole that golf cart, that wouldn't be covered under your standard home policy. Got it. Okay. But you know what? There's obviously so much to cover here in the world sure. of insurance. I, I really appreciate you taking some time to with me today to walk through homeowners and auto and liability, and then these other types of items that you might want to consider covering. You know, again, so there's so much to cover in the in the world of insurance. Would you be maybe willing to come back at another date in the future where we could continue our conversation and touch on some areas of insurance planning that we didn't address today? Yeah, absolutely, Todd. That'd be great. Awesome, Dave. That's great. Dave, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you or had some questions, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. My email is uh, david at neisinsurance.com. So that's david at neisinsurance.com. Great, Dave. Thanks. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Widowed But Not Alone podcast. I'm Todd Bessie with Credom Wealth Partners. Please consider subscribing to our podcast so that you receive updates about our upcoming episodes and share it with friends or family that might benefit from listening as well. If you have any questions about the topics covered in today's conversation and would like to contact me and my team, you can find us at credomwealth.com. That's C-R-E-I-D-I-M wealth.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Widowed But Not Alone. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of integrated wealth partners. 
the content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advice offered through Integrated Partners, doing business as Credom Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor.